This is Partners in Practice, a weekly series dedicated to the evolving field of the advanced practice clinician. Here is your host nurse practitioner, Mimi Secor. Recently, a special White House summit was hosted by First Lady Michelle Obama to discuss with nurses across the country the new health care provisions under the recently passed National Affordable Care Act legislation. With me today is Dr. Susan Matthews, nurse practitioner, owner, and president of Bluegrass Regional Healthcare in Beaver Dam, Kentucky, and we're discussing the recent White House summit at which Dr. Matthews participated as a special guest at the White House. Hello, Susan. Welcome to ReachMD. Hi, Mimi, and thanks for having me on the show today. So what was the purpose of this White House summit hosted by Michelle Obama, and why were nurses exclusively targeted? Well, the purpose of the meeting was to discuss the new provisions that are the result of the Affordable Care Act, and nurses specifically were targeted because I'm sure the administration knows that nursing is the most trusted profession. That's according to the Gallup polls. Since 99, when nurses were added, every year except 2001, nurses have been ranked as the most honest and ethical profession. And with nearly 3.1 million nurses in the United States today, it was only logical that the First Lady would ask nurses to disseminate the information to their patients and families and make them aware of the changes that are occurred and have occurred in healthcare. And then I'd also like to mention that this is the first time that nurse practitioners have been asked to meet with Mrs. Obama directly. Well, that's certainly very exciting. How many nurses actually participated and how many were invited to the White House? Over 5,000 nurses across the United States participated in the call, but only five were invited. The meeting consisted of Mrs. Obama, Dr. Mary Wakefield. There was an RN from Northern Virginia who practiced in OB and an RN from Children's Hospital in Pennsylvania an RN from ICU in the D.C. area, and then Mickey McDonald is a nurse practitioner from Maine, and myself. So what are the provisions and changes that have occurred as a result of this legislation, Susan? As I mentioned, this is a six-month milestone since the legislation was passed. The first phase rollout, some of the changes consist of insurance companies, can no longer discriminate against children because they have pre-existing conditions. Patients can no longer be dropped by their insurance companies because they get sick. People suffering from serious illnesses such as breast cancer can focus on their treatment because they don't have to worry about reaching a lifetime limit or a cap on their coverage. And then young adults, college kids can still stay on their parents' insurance plan up to age 26. So those were the main things she wanted to talk to us about. What preventative services are now covered at no out-of-pocket cost, Susan? There's preventative services like mammograms, cervical screenings, colonoscopies, childhood immunizations, prenatal new baby care, high blood pressure treatment. All of these are included in the new insurance changes, usually with no deductible or no copay, no coinsurance, no out-of-cost expense to the patient. And this is very important because they help combat preventable conditions, you know, that can have very serious health consequences later in life. And if we can prevent them, 
will save a lot of money. What specifically about nurse practitioner practice, Susan, were you hoping to discuss at this meeting with the First Lady, and did you get a chance to share your concerns? What I wanted to do was make the First Lady aware of barriers to NP practice. Some of those things were low reimbursement rates for NPs, and some we need to change some outdated rules and regulations. And I did get to speak briefly with the First Lady, but I got to spend more time speaking with Jocelyn Fry, who is her policy advisor, and then I got to speak at length with Dr. Mary Wakefield. What do you see as the major advantages of nurse practitioner-provided care, particularly in the context of this new health care reform initiative? The cost-effective care that nurse practitioners provide, that is a key issue in health care reform. Nurse practitioners provide quality care. According to research, there have been numerous research-based studies about nurse practitioner outcomes, and there is not one negative study. As a matter of fact, care provided by nurse practitioners is equal to that provided by physicians. And then, of course, access to care, and that's another key issue under health care reform. And right now, Americans are paying an unnecessarily high price for a system that denies direct access to a cost-effective provider. Susan, what do you feel is the most important role that nurse practitioners play in today's healthcare arena? I think the most important role that we play is providing access to quality, cost-effective healthcare. America's major problems with healthcare are cost, quality of care, and patient access to care. There's a large body of research along with the recent Institute of Medicine report that supports nurse practitioners practicing to their fullest potential. And as a result, Americans will have access to cost-effective providers and enjoy the excellent and enjoy excellent patient outcomes. If you're just joining us, you're listening to ReachMD XM160, the channel for medical professionals. I'm nurse practitioner Mimi Secor, and I'm speaking today with Dr. Susan Matthews, nurse practitioner, owner, and president of Bluegrass Regional Healthcare in Beaver Dam, Kentucky, and we're discussing the recent White House summit hosted by Michelle Obama to discuss with nurses across the country the new provisions of the National Affordable Care Act legislation. So how have nurse practitioners contributed to improving health care in this country over our 45 years? Nurse practitioners have improved health care delivery in a number of ways. First and foremost, we've nurse practitioners, myself included, have improved access to care for patients who otherwise may have to do without care or their access to care might be limited to emergency rooms. And we know that that system's already strained. Nurse practitioners tend to practice close to the area where they live. Because of that, we see a lot of nurse practitioners practicing in rural and medically underserved areas. These are often the same areas where it's difficult to recruit and retain physicians. As a matter of fact, I've lived in Ohio County for where I practice for all of my 49 years, with the exception of one year when I lived in Hazard, Kentucky, but that's another interview entirely. (laughs) So you know your community very, very well. Very well. 
And then another way that we have contributed to improvement in healthcare delivery is nurse practitioners stress prevention of illness. And I was recently reminded by one of our colleagues, Lorraine Reiser, nurse practitioner, that a large majority of our population is healthy. Nurse practitioners want to keep it that way. And nurse practitioners truly practice health care. We're experts in managing chronic illness, and there's a large body of research that indicates that patients who utilize NP services are less likely to require those costly emergency room treatments and inpatient hospital care. So there, like I said, there's a number of ways that we have contributed to improvements. Can you tell us more, Susan, about the recent Institute of Medicine report on the future of nursing as it pertains to nursing and nurse practitioner practice? Yes. The IOM report, the Institute of Medicine report, focuses on all aspects of nursing. Nurses should practice to the fullest extent of their education and training. That's from the LPN all the way to the doctorate in nursing. It recommends that nurses should achieve higher levels of education and training through an improved education system that promotes seamless education progression. And then it recommends that nursing should be full partners with physicians and other healthcare professionals in redesigning the healthcare delivery in the United States. How do you think the role of nurse practitioners will evolve and grow as healthcare reform is rolled out, Susan? Well, with the release of the Institute of Medicine report on the future of nursing, I would anticipate the removal of many of the barriers that currently impede NP practice. I anticipate that more nurse practitioners will be encouraged to pursue their doctorate in nursing. I anticipate that more state NP organizations will propose legislation to remove the requirements for physician collaboration and or supervision at the state level. In keeping with this point, what are some of the barriers you're confronting in your nurse practitioner practice? The main barrier that I currently confront in my practice are barriers such as low reimbursement or lower reimbursement than physicians receive. And then there are some barriers through Medicare, such as ordering home health and hospice for patients. And I know to the general public, you know, that seems kind of silly, and it's really a hassle for me to have a patient that I've seen for years, know this patient's history intimately and have provided care for them, and then if they need to access home health services or even hospice care, or in some cases, even diabetic shoes, I cannot order that. I have to seek a physician in Kentucky. I have a collaborator for prescriptive authority I have to seek him out to sign an order on a patient that he does not know, but that's the current climate in Medicare for nurse practitioners. So tell us about your independent family practice, Bluegrass Regional Healthcare, which you own and operate in Kentucky. I started my practice in 2003, and at that time there were no other NP practices in western Kentucky. Like I said, I've lived in this community all my life. 
I had an opportunity to buy the practice from the physician that I was working with, and it's just been a thriving practice. In our community, I have over 4,500 patients. We're in a rural area, and that's quite a number of patients. I have gone on to mentor several nurse practitioners in our area who have gone on to open successful practices, too. So how has the role changed over the years from your perspective? Well, nurse practitioners have been providing care in the United States for over 40 years. And in Kentucky, nurse midwives have been providing care for over 80 years. And what I have seen is that we have gone from a supervised position to become autonomous health care providers. And we've expanded our roles Now, NPs practice in all areas of patient care, from inpatient care to private practice to, I know, one nurse practitioner whose sole business is making house calls. And in addition to that, NPs have gone on to specialize in several areas. And I think the most striking and encouraging change is the increasing number of nurse practitioners who choose to own their own practice. That is very exciting, and I'm glad to hear that you're mentoring other potential entrepreneurs. Susan, what stands out most about your visit to the White House, such an extraordinary occurrence in your life? (laughs) I think the presence of the First Lady, getting to meet her, it was an overwhelming experience. It was a humbling experience to get to meet our nation's First Lady, I never thought growing up in McHenry, Kentucky, with a total population of 350 people, (laughs) that I would ever be standing in the First Lady's office. I was very happy to meet Dr. Mary Wakefield, who is the highest-ranking nurse in the Obama administration. She's the administrator for HRSA. There was a mini-tour of the White House. I got to see so much history The art collection, you know, just hanging on the wall, the furniture, it was amazing. Well, I'm so appreciative that you took time to be with me today. Thank you so much, Dr. Susan Matthews. It's been a pleasure talking with you, and good luck with your practice. Well, thank you very much. It was a pleasure to be here to get to speak with you. You've been listening to Partners in Practice on ReachMD XM160. You can download this program and any other program in our library at ReachMD.com. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Thank you for listening.